Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Knight, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. It's me, Birdie, the conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a field beside a farmhouse. Today's story is about a scarecrow whose life is forever changed on Christmas. It's called Jimmy Scarecrow's Christmas. Jimmy Scarecrow did not like the winter. He led a sad life in the winter months because he was bored. Jimmy Scarecrow liked to be useful, and in winter he was absolutely of no use at all because there were no crops growing for him to watch over and protect from crows. He wondered how many miserable, unproductive winters he would have to endure. Jimmy was a young scarecrow, and this was his very first winter. He was strongly made, and although his wooden joints creaked a little when the wind blew, he was not in the least bit rickety. Every morning when the wintry sun peered like a hard yellow eye across the dry field of corn stubble, Jimmy felt sad. And at Christmas time, his heart nearly broke. On Christmas Eve, Santa Claus came to the farm where Jimmy Scarecrow was situated. Santa's sleigh was heaped high with presents as he urged his team of hard-working reindeer across the barren field. 
Santa was on his way to the farmhouse, where a little girl named Betsy lived with her aunt Hannah. Betsy was a very kind little girl with curly hair and lots of spirit, and so she had many Christmas presents being delivered for her. Santa Claus had a large doll for her, tucked up against the fur collar of his coat. He was afraid to trust it in the pack of other gifts for Betsy, in case it got jostled and broken. When poor Jimmy Scarecrow saw Santa Claus, his heart gave a leap of great excitement. "Santa Claus, here I am!" Jimmy cried out. But Santa Claus did not hear him, as he was so focused on delivering gifts to little Betsy. Santa Claus, please give me a little present. I was good all summer and kept the crows out of the corn," pleaded the poor scarecrow. But Santa Claus passed by Jimmy Scarecrow unseeingly with a great clamor of bells. Then Jimmy Scarecrow stood in the corn stubble and shook with sobs until his joints creaked. I am of no use in the world during winter time, and everybody has forgotten me. He moaned. But Jimmy Scarecrow was mistaken. The next morning. Betsy sat at the farmhouse window, holding her Christmas doll, and she looked out at Jimmy Scarecrow standing alone in the field amidst the corn stubble. Aunt Hannah said, "Betsy." Aunt Hannah was making a crazy patchwork quilt, and she frowned hard at a triangular piece of red silk and circular piece of pink, wondering how to fit them together. Oh, what is it, Betsy? Said Aunt Hannah distractedly. Did Santa Claus bring the Scarecrow a Christmas present? No, of course he didn't. Why not? Because he's a Scarecrow, Betsy. Don't ask such silly questions. Oh, I wouldn't like to be treated so poorly if I was a Scarecrow," said Betsy. But her Aunt Hannah did not hear her. She was busy cutting a triangular snip out of the round piece of pink silk, so that the piece of red silk could be feather stitched into it. It was snowing hard outside, and the north wind blew. The scarecrow's poor old coat got whiter and whiter with snow. Sometimes he almost vanished from sight in the thick white storm. Aunt Hannah worked until the middle of the afternoon on her crazy quilt. Then she got up and spread it out over the sofa with an air of pride. "There," said she, "that's done, and that makes the eighth quilt. I've got one for every bed in the house, and I've given four away. I'd give this one away if I knew of anybody that wanted it. <laughs> Tis the season, after all." Aunt Hannah put on her hood and shawl and drew some blue yarn stockings on over her shoes. Then she set out through the snow to carry a slice of plum pudding to her sister Susan, who lived down the road. As soon as Aunt Hannah had gone, Betsy put on her little red plaid shawl over her head and ran across the field to Jimmy Scarecrow. She carried her new doll smuggled up under her shawl. I wish you a merry Christmas. Betsy said to Jimmy Scarecrow, "I wish you the same," said Jimmy. 
But his voice was choked with sobs and was also muffled, for his old hat had slipped down to his chin. Betsy looked pitifully at the old hat, fringed with icicles like frozen tears, and the old snow-laden coat. I've brought you a Christmas present, she said, and with that she tucked her doll inside Jimmy Scarecrow's coat, sticking its tiny feet into one of his pockets. Thank you, said Jimmy Scarecrow faintly. You're welcome, said Betsy. Keep her under your overcoat so the snow won't wet her and she won't catch cold. She's a doll after all, quite delicate. Yes, I will, said Jimmy Scarecrow, and he tried hard to bring one of his stiff, outstretched arms around to clasp the doll. Don't you feel cold in that old summer coat? asked Betsy. If I had a little exercise, I suppose I would be warm, he replied. But Jimmy shivered, and the wind whistled through his rags. You wait a minute, said Betsy, and she was off across the field in a flash. Jimmy Scarecrow stood in the barren corn stubble field with the doll under his coat and waited. And soon Betsy was back again with Aunt Hannah's crazy quilt trailing in the snow behind her. Here, she said, here is something to keep you warm. And she folded the crazy quilt around the scarecrow and pinned it. Aunt Hannah wants to give it away if anybody wants it, she explained. She's got so many crazy quilts in the house now, she doesn't know what to do with them all. Goodbye. Be sure you keep the doll I gave you covered up. And with that... Betsy ran across the field and left Jimmy Scarecrow alone with the crazy quilt and her Christmas doll. The bright flash of colors under Jimmy's hat brim dazzled his eyes, and he felt a little alarmed. I hope this quilt is harmless, even if it is crazy looking, he said. But the quilt was warm, and he dismissed his fears. He cuddled the doll inside his coat. Jimmy Scarecrow had never felt so happy in his life as he did for an hour or so. But after that, the snow began to turn to rain, and the crazy quilt was soaked through and through. And not only that, but his coat and the poor doll became wet too. It grew very dark, and the rain fell in sheets, the snow melted, and Jimmy Scarecrow stood halfway up to his old boots in water. He was saying to himself that the saddest hour of his life had come, when suddenly he again heard Santa Claus's sleigh bells and his merry voice talking to his reindeer. It was after midnight, Christmas was over now, and Santa was hurrying home to the North Pole. Santa Claus, dear Santa Claus, cried out Jimmy Scarecrow with a great sob, and this time Santa Claus heard him. Who's there? He bellowed out of the darkness. It's only me, replied the Scarecrow. Who's me? shouted Santa Claus. Why, it's Jimmy Scarecrow. Santa got out of his sleigh and waded over. Have you been standing here ever since the corn was ripe? He asked pityingly, and Jimmy replied that he had. What's that over your shoulders? Santa Claus continued, holding up his lantern. 
It's a crazy quilt. And what are you holding under your coat? It's the doll that Betsy gave me, but I'm afraid it's very wet from the rain and snow. Poor Jimmy Scarecrow sobbed. Nonsense! Cried Santa Claus. Let me see it. And with that, he pulled the doll out from under the scarecrow's coat and patted its back and shook it a little. Oh, it's all right," said Santa Claus. "This is the doll I gave Betsy, and I made sure that it was very durable before it left the North Pole. Now get into the sleigh, Jimmy Scarecrow, and bring the doll and the crazy quilt. I have never had any quilts with such crazy patterns at the North Pole before. Get in!" Santa chirped to his reindeer, and they drew the sleigh up close in a beautiful curve. Get in, Jimmy Scarecrow, and come with me to the North Pole. Santa cried. How long shall I stay with you? Asked Jimmy Scarecrow. Why you are going to live with me? Replied Santa Claus. I've been looking for a helper like you for a long time. Are there any crows to scare away at the North Pole? I want to be useful, Jimmy Scarecrow said anxiously. No, there aren't any crows," answered Santa Claus. "But I don't want you to scare away crows. I want you to scare away Arctic explorers. I can keep you busy for a thousand years, and scaring away Arctic explorers from the North Pole is much more important than scaring away crows from corn. Why, if they found the pole, there wouldn't be a piece an inch long left in a week's time, and the earth would cave in like an apple without a core. The explorers would whittle the North Pole all to pieces and carry it away in their pockets for souvenirs. So come along, I'm in a hurry. I will go with you to the North Pole on two conditions," said Jimmy. First, I want to make a present for Aunt Hannah and Betsy next Christmas. You shall make them any present you choose. What else? I want some way provided to scare the crows out of their cornfield next summer while I'm away," said Jimmy. "Ho ho ho! That is easily managed," said Santa Claus. "Just wait a minute." Santa took his stylographic pen out of his pocket, went with his lantern close to one of the fence posts, and wrote these words upon it. Notice to the crows: Whichever crow shall hear under hop, fly, or flop into this field during the absence of Jimmy Scarecrow, and therefrom purloin, steal, or abstract corn, shall be instantly, in a twinkling and a trice, turned snow white, and be ever a disgrace, a byword, and a reproach to all other crows. Per the order of Santa Claus. The corn will be safe now," said Santa Claus. "Get in." Jimmy got into the sleigh, and they flew away over the fields, out of sight, with a great clamor of bells. The next morning, there was much surprise at the farmhouse when Aunt Hannah and Betsy looked out of the window, and the scarecrow was not in the field, holding out his stiff arms over the corn stubble. Betsy had told Aunt Hannah that she had given away the crazy quilt and the doll, but had been scolded very little. "You must not give away anything again without asking permission," said Aunt Hannah. That was all Aunt Hannah had said. 
she figured she would go out to collect the quilt and the doll the next morning as soon as it was light. But of course, Jimmy Scarecrow was gone, and the crazy quilt and the doll had gone with him. Aunt Hannah searched everywhere, but not a trace of them could be found. Oh, they all must have blown away, Aunt Hannah muttered. We shall have to have another scarecrow next summer, said she. But the next summer, Aunt Hannah and Betsy found that there was no need for a scarecrow, for not a single crow came past the fence post on which Santa Claus had written his notice to crows. The cornfield had never been so beautiful, and not a single grain was stolen by a crow, and everybody wondered about it, for they could not read the crow language in which Santa had written. It is a great mystery to me why the crows don't come into our cornfield when there is no scarecrow, said Aunt Hannah. But she had a still greater mystery to solve when Christmas came around again. She and Betsy each received a very strange present. They found their Christmas gifts in the sitting room on Christmas morning. Aunt Hannah's present was her old crazy quilt, totally remodeled, with every piece cut square and true, and matched exactly to its neighbor. Why, it's my old crazy quilt, but it isn't crazy now, cried Aunt Hannah, and her very spectacles seemed to glisten with amazement. It's perfect. Betsy's present was her doll from the Christmas before, but the doll was even lovelier. It's my doll, she cried, and snatched her up and kissed her. But neither Aunt Hannah nor Betsy ever knew that the quilt and the doll were Jimmy Scarecrow's Christmas presents made just for them. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. If you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.